Hello and welcome to St Tom's Online. Please find this week's sermon. Today's reading is taken from the Gospel according to St John, chapter 15, verses 1 to 8. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. This is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my my disciples. This is the Gospel of Christ. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Um, This morning, as we continue our journey through the Easter season, I'm going to be speaking on that passage from Acts which is one of the passages that we have to read during the Easter season. But before we begin, shall we pray? May the words of my lips and the thoughts of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. So the passage of um, Philip and the Ethiopian official, the Ethiopian eunuch, it's really well known, isn't it? And I I feel that at times uh, we can miss things with such well-known passages because of the familiarity we can tend to skim over things. And so this morning, in the the short time that we have, uh, I'd like to consider three points out of the many that we could look at. And I believe they all help to illustrate the activity of God continuing in the post-resurrection world, which is where we are, 
And I believe also that they, they help to illuminate the fact that God chooses and employs ordinary people to help to work out his purposes in the world. And I believe that they show the, the compass of God's love. And so those three points I'd like to consider today are fulfilment, opportunity and inclusion. So first then, fulfilment. If we look at the end of Mark's gospel, the last chapter, chapter 16, verse 15, we read these words that Jesus said to his disciples. Go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And Philip, for me, personifies that. Going into the world and taking the gospel. When persecution struck in Jerusalem, and it's described at the start of Acts chapter 8, when Stephen had been stoned, and the authorities turned on the believers, and many believers left Jerusalem, Philip went to Samaria. That's a tough act. Just think of the, the age-old hostility between the Jews and the Samaritans. But Philip had great success there and people turned to the Lord in great numbers. And while he was there, Philip, prompted by the Spirit, prompted by God, and obedient to that prompting, set out to the south where he would meet and talk to and convert the Ethiopian eunuch. And Philip, for me, is a great example of the fulfilment of what Jesus said to the disciples. Taking the gospel out into the world. And the Ethiopian is one of the first to demonstrate um, the breaking out of the gospel beyond national boundaries, out into the world. And it simply emphasises for me, yet again, that no one is lost to God, that his love is truly transcendent and all-encompassing. God had a purpose for Philip. He has a purpose for each one of us. It may not be to go out and to evangelise in the way of Philip or Paul or people in the modern world like Billy Graham. It may be through humble service. It may be through helping people in need. It may be in praying for others. It may be in being the one that others can talk to. The ways to serve the Lord are too many to enumerate. But we can be certain he has a purpose for us. And we may not know what that will look like or where the Lord will take us. That certainly describes Philip's call, doesn't it? And it strikes me as being rather like the call of Abraham when the Lord said, go to a country that I will show you. 
Are they not both shining examples of stepping out in faith? And then what can be achieved as a result? And here we see that fulfilling of the promise of the gospel going out. So, I wonder, will we be ready to respond when the call comes? And that leads me to my second point, which is opportunity. For when we respond to God's call, we will be given opportunities to bring about change in whatever situation we're led to. Philip, in today's reading, was led to the Ethiopian official. We don't know much about him, except what we read here. What we can glean is that he was, at the very least, a God-fearer. He was serious about faith. He'd made a massive pilgrimage from his home, somewhere in the area of modern Sudan, to go to the temple. We know that he was a powerful man, holding high office in the administration of his own country. We know that he was a eunuch. More on that later. We know that he was serious in his seeking. He had acquired his own copy of the scriptures which he was reading when Philip met him. And actually, when they met, he happened to be reading the book of Isaiah. That's the passage quoted which describes the suffering servant. It comes from Isaiah chapter 53, verses 7 to 8. It's really well known to us, the one who took on our sufferings. The Ethiopian was obviously pondering it, trying to work out what it all meant. He needed somebody to help him, he says so. And isn't there a good lesson for us there today? To reach out when we're troubled. Not to try to get through everything alone. But back to the narrative. The Ethiopian's question in verse 34, I think, is at the heart of the whole issue. He said to Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about? Himself or someone else? This is what gave Philip the opportunity. There it is. This is what gave Philip the opportunity he needed. But did you notice what he did? Just as an aside, have you ever had one of those phone calls to a call centre where the person on the other end um, has a fixed script that they will follow? It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you ask. That fixed pattern will be delivered. Does that work for you? Do you get as frustrated as I do? It wasn't like that with Philip. He didn't have a prepared script to bring out. He actually started at the point of the Ethiopian's trouble. That question. And he addressed it. And then from there he was able to, to develop his answer. By identifying the suffering servant with Jesus. And to use that as an entree to demonstrate how Jesus fulfilled the prophecy. And to declare the good news of the crucifixion 
the resurrection and the exaltation of Jesus and what it means for everyone. What a brilliant way to address an inquirer, to meet them where they are, to hear what they're saying and from there gently to open up the conversation. What good advice for us on our journey. As a result, the Ethiopian wanted to be baptised and he became a Christian. He then took the good news home with him to the very heart of government of another country. That's powerful, isn't it? I wonder what effect it had on his country. Another example of Jesus' instruction to take the gospel out to all creation. And that leads me to my last point, inclusion. We've touched on the Ethiopian's background, but there's more here that we need to consider. So, he was a eunuch. That meant he couldn't engage fully with Judaism, because he couldn't be circumcised. So perhaps in him, we can catch a glimpse of someone who epitomises the marginalised, the very people for whom Jesus had a special care. And here in today's reading, with the baptism and conversion of the Ethiopian official, we see the fulfilment, back to fulfilment, of another passage from Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 4 to 7, where the Lord promises blessings on eunuchs and foreigners who love him. So we see Jesus' instruction for the gospel to go out into the world being fulfilled. We see God's love in action through Philip. We see how Philip developed the opportunity he was given to speak about God and his love. And we have underlined for us that God's love is truly universal. Everyone is welcomed. 